All right, folks, welcome to Nino's Corner.tv. I am with Ashley Carr with Because We Matter Exotic Animal Rescue. Now, this is something very close to my very close to my heart. And uh I I I've been wanting to do we've been trying to nail this uh interview down for the last month and and uh, schedules conflicted. So Ashley, just thank you so much for joining me. This is gonna be a fun and very educational interview. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Folks, stick around for this. This is going to be so educational, and we got to give Ashley Carr some support and some help here. First, the fire pit mini, folks. The fire pit mini. I don't like to camp. I have my reasons why I don't like to camp, but if I needed to start a fire, now I can do it with the fire pit mini because I wasn't able to do it before. But shockingly, the average person believes they could survive for two weeks alone in the wilderness. But a new study reveals most could even spark a fire. Uh, the survey of 2,000 Americans shows only 17% felt very confident in their ability to start a fire with just flint. That's why tens of thousands rely on the fire pit mini to start fires outdoors. Uh, the fire pit mini stove grants anybody the ability to start fires, boil water, and cook food from virtually anywhere with only kindling leaves as fuel. Uh, it's engineered to give you a reliable, effective, and simple way to start a robust fire with little smoke in any condition and without the hassle. Give the gift of warmth, folks, this season by using the promo code HOLIDAY and get 25% off. Get the Fire Pit Mini, folks. It's down there in the link below. Get started on it. And... uh Learn how to start a fire. Like I'm about, I'm going to put this to the test. I'm going to be putting this to the test real soon. Uh, my buddy's coming down, and I. He's all no, I know how to start a fire with just flint. And I could just start. I'm like, all right, well, you do you, and I'll do me with this, and then we'll see who gets who starts a fire first. Anyway, Ashley. Yeah. Wow. What are you standing next to right there? Those are two beautiful dogs, but they're wolves. Thank right? you. So these are wolf dogs. They're high content wolf dogs. This is Kakoa. She's my oldest girl out here. She's gonna be 15 years old this year. Uh, here comes Max running down here. This is Max. He is a 10, soon to be 11-year-old gray wolf dog. Um, but these guys are high content. So, What do you mean high content? So high content is usually 85% or above uh, in the wolf DNA. So, so, like you, with, so a normal person couldn't have these as pets? Well, depending on what state you live in, actually some people do have high contents as pets. We don't encourage it um we actually encourage you not to have them um but we due to conservation efforts to be able to keep these animals alive we have to have high contents and captivity to you know just in case anything happens which is what we're doing right now with the reintroduction programs and things that we're doing so, so are those the only two but these guys you are your normal are, are no, those I have the 15 out here you have 15 wolves 15 wolf dogs yep and you cannot introduce them back into the wild no, so when an animal is captive, bred, and born, they cannot legally be reintroduced into the wild unless they've actually gone through a reintroduction program. So these guys haven't. These are just ambassadors to the species. So this is Maxwell. And uh, they just get to educate people why wolves are essential and why we do need them in the ecosystem. So you have what, right? wolf education, what, classes or, or, or courses? Or am I wrong in saying that? No, so actually, believe it or not, we actually do virtual education for children. That's actually my passion. Um, we go into schools and we do virtual field trips that we get to teach kids how they actually play that vital role. I just taught kids in Iowa about wolf genetics. Um, so we get to be a part of that and we get to teach them about other species also. So 
you're an exotic animal rescue. How'd you even get started in this? Like what led you to this? <laughs> so believe it or not, my dad brought home an alligator when I was 12 years old. And for the last 25 years, I've been working with exotic animals. So kind of brought into it, actually. Um, and just really good at it. And I, Have you, and I have you always I lived in Washington? Or did you seek out Washington because you're able to have an exotic animal rescue there? Born and raised in Washington. And actually, it wasn't illegal to have uh, certain animals until 2007 here in Washington. Um, but I just, I've been here my whole life in Anacortes. So it's illegal to have these animals? It's illegal to have, well, it depends on what county that you're in. Um, so Washington State, wolves, like purebred wolves, are illegal to own unless you are, you know, a sanctuary or certified to be able to own them. Um, but wolf dogs actually are not considered potentially dangerous. So you can own those in some counties within the state of Washington. Uh, but Skagit County, unfortunately, in 2014, passed a law that they actually added wolf dogs and foxes and things that we had at our compound to the potentially dangerous animal list in the county. So they actually changed the ordinance that only affected our organization. So, so. are you grandfathered in at all, or is this really? No. So no, you're, we're you're, not. Your whole, your whole rescue now is in jeopardy. Yes and no. So we actually fall under the exemption. So because we are a wildlife sanctuary and we also take in animals on written consent of animal control, we do fall under the exceptions to be able to own these animals here. Um, so working with those government agencies actually does exempt us. So we don't own them illegally right now. Um, we actually, the whole reason that we are going through a permitting process with Skagit County is only to allow us to do our educational tours on site. That's it. It's not for owning the animals. It's just for the tours. So your, your wolf dogs there, do they have to be wolf dogs? Can you have a purebred wolf there? If I got a purebred wolf that was signed over by a government agency, I could. Yes, I could own them. Explain that. It's signed over by a government agency. So if animal control, let's say that they went in and they did a confiscation, um, a lot of times there's hoarding situations or things like that. Uh, they will call us and they'll say, hey, we have this rescue. We need these animals to be placed somewhere. Can they come to you? So we'll either hold them for evidence for them for a while or we'll actually take them over um, and take on the responsibility of them and just give them a forever home. Because if organizations don't do that, they will be euthanized. So we give them that forever home so that, that doesn't have to happen. So if they were ever to take your dogs away from you, these dogs here, they would be euthanized? We would find homes for who we could. But a lot of times, unfortunately, so like I have geriatric patients, right? So I have this 14-year-old wolf dog that would not transfer uh, to another sanctuary well uh, and actually could die in transport and so we would have to make the hard decision of who could make that transport and who couldn't and so we would have to put some animals down and depending on if animal control were to come in and actually do a confiscation because of some law being broken they actually do have the right to come in and euthanize on site so euthanize on it just site. all depends so right yeah, now so they can bring their own vet out here so right now you are in a legal battle, correct? Like right now, people are trying to shut you down. Yes. Yeah. So Skagit County is just trying to have us get that permit, um, which has taken two years. So we've had no income for two years. Um, it's only our donors that have been keeping us alive. And then in June, so that happened in uh, February was our last day that we could do tours. And so our revenue stopped February of 2021. Um, and then our neighbors, uh, six months later in June uh, or July, they actually decided to sue us saying that the wolves howling is a nuisance. Um, and in my opinion, to kind of drain 
the money quicker. Uh, and we've been in litigation with them since then. And we're still they, going with no pending trial. Your neighbors want you gone. They do. Um, my neighbor, actually, he's a very wealthy um, businessman. He lives a mile and a half away from our compound. Um, and he is hired one of the biggest firms in the state of Washington to uh, try to get us gone. Like gone. You're saying all the animals and you off the property? Yes. Or all just the wolves? Or just the wolves? Uh, he wants the whole sanctuary shut down. Uh, he claimed in his claim that we bring down his property values. So he owns all, about 100 could, acres. Could you be us. a health hazard? Is is there any kind of is there any kind of claim like that? Or is it just No, so the Go ahead. Well, is it they, is well, it is it a noise? I mean, he can't stand the howling at night, he can't sleep. What what are what are his complaints? Well, in the lawsuit it actually says that he is complaining, uh, he's they're complaining because they say the noise, the wolves howling or the animal noises is a nuisance out here. But we've been on this property for 21 years. Like we didn't just move in. We've been here established for 21 years. Um, 22 actually, just this last November. So um, how long has he been on the been your neighbor? 23 years. Okay. So well, he's been out here 23 years. So he he came out here the year before us, before us, and but he like I said, he lives a mile and a half away. But in our hearing that we had with the county, he specifically said under oath that he can't even hear the wolves howling from his house. And the only way that he hears them is if he has a window open and it's nighttime and then he can faintly hear them. And our other neighbors actually claimed under oath also that the wolf howling does not bother them. So interesting. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I hear coyotes out here all the time and I love it. It puts me to sleep. I love the sound. So do we. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we do too. Yeah, we do too. And as you can see, you'll probably see through this. I'll get them to howl for you one time, but I have to start the howl. They rarely howl out here, actually. We maybe get maybe four to five howls, and that's a busy day, and that's because a siren has gone off or something like that. And so it's not uh, – they don't howl just to howl. They howl because it's triggered somehow. I used so to own it's a, a rooster. Call. I used to own a rooster, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> that was annoying. <laughs> it woke up, and I owned, them. I owned the rooster, okay? I owned the rooster in the city in my neighborhood, and that, that son of a bitch would wake up everybody every morning at 5 in the morning. You would come- – it was a horrible, horrible sound, and my neighbors were pissed. Well, my neighbors actually own chickens and roosters, so we also get to hear that lovely noise in the morning. And it's not just one; it's several. So, um, wow. I, I this the, is yeah. Well, let, let me let me hear him howl. Let, let's see you do it. Let's, let's see you work your magic. Okay, let me. I, I I'm going to mute you just for a second. So, well, actually, let me take. I'm trying to think. I don't want to like scream in your ear. So can you just mute me for one second? And then when they start calling, well, I, I, I don't know how to mute you, but I can mute. No, no. Yeah, uh, sorry. You. My camera guy is. Sorry. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. This is cool. I don't know if you're able to hear him. it's not really picking up i can't really hear it you can't hear it mm-hmm. i can take you out of my headset before we before we take off and start a howl because i have you in my ears so. oh, okay okay that's okay that's okay i mean you, you got an a for effort it was pretty cool <laughs> 
but, but no, this is this is so. What other animals do you have on this on this on this reserve? This rescue. So we have everything. We have over fifty-four different species now out here. We have everything from uh, ferrets, chinchillas, marmoset, which are monkeys, to sloths, to giant anteaters, to alligators. We did a drug bust. Uh, we had alligators that were protecting cocaine down in Seattle. Um, and they actually went in with the FBI, seized them, and they came to our facility to live out the rest of their lives. So, so we'll you, can't, you can't you can't have people come and like like see your animals and charge them to to walk around and like a petting zoo or like just I mean you you can't you're not allowed to conduct that kind of business or what? We did for six years, and then they shut us down. That was our main source of income. We Got were the number you. one experience. Airbnb. Yeah, so we did uh, Airbnb experiences, two p- uh, two tours twice a day, 10 people, and uh, we got shut down six years later. And now we're, we've are we been working on permits, and they're saying that most likely we'll never be able to reopen again. So we're having to figure out new ways to bring in income. Income this way. Wow, so there, it sounds to me like they're on a mission to set, shut you down and take you out of there. They are. They definitely are. This has kind of been an ongoing thing since 2014, but it's getting more serious now. So even rescue ducks. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, where would these animals go if it wasn't for your rescue? They'd be put down. Uh, they'd be. Yeah. So a lot of them actually came to us, like I said, from government officials. So I'll go introduce you to a couple that have come in. Uh, the alligators came in from um, from animal control um, and all these guys came in from animal control too, which they'll show you, but they, they would have either been euthanized or um, they would have had been transferred to out of state, but a lot of sanctuaries are full. So we're one of the only sanctuaries in Skagit County area that actually does what we do. So uh, these are here. We got these little guys. Hi, good morning. Oh my gosh. They couldn't. Hi. Hello. How smart are raccoons? Too smart. They can be put anywhere in the world and be, perfectly fine and survive it's it's unbelievable hey buddy what's his name or her name this one is percy percy so we have hey, rock, percy. we have rocket percy apollo and miko in here oh my um, and gosh I can, we have um let's see if i can get squeakers to come down so we have a Kota monday also known as a kawadi we just got another one in as a rescue too he came from a massive neglect case we see if we can get him to come down. I have to go in there or else he won't come down. He's actually in a heated box up there. There he comes. So this is a Monday, also known as a Kawadi. They're related to the raccoon family. And he came to us because his oh, owner can no longer keep him. And so animal <laughs> control turned him over to us. Hey, buddy. Oh, my gosh. Here. See, I'm, this is doing? very close to my heart. And I'll tell you why. I just rescued a, a kitten on the, on the, on those, uh, in traffic on the street in a ball uh cars were going over it they're running over it tires were barely missing it and i didn't want a cat i don't i never even i'm not a i never pictured myself to be a cat owner i made a u-turn in the busy traffic scooped him up like a shortstop threw him in my car and he's been with me now six months and he's awesome i love this little guy i'm a cat owner now i never would have thought a million years you couldn't have given me a cat but i'm not gonna let a cat get run over so this is very I, I close to my that. heart. This is very what you're doing, man. You 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 
you deserve a, a an award for this. This is like something that's so close to my heart. And I'm going to tell everybody, you have got to donate to her. Donate to her, her rescue. And I'll put that down below. But let me see some more animals. I'm loving this. I feel okay. like I'm in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood when you used to go visit the zoo. <laughs> so this is this is actually one of the rarest species i probably will ever work with in my entire life this came to us through a confiscation with a whole bunch of sloths this is his hot box so he gets to come out if he wants to but he has to stay warm this is salvador he is a giant anteater hi buddy he's actually oddly probably one of the most dangerous animals we have out here dangerous uh-huh. So if he stands up, let's see if I get him to stand for you. He's too relaxed. He's too relaxed. Why is he dangerous? I would have never pictured him. He has these huge claws. Oh, okay. But are they aggressive? Are anteaters aggressive? So he actually has... They can be. Uh, so he does get kind of hangry at times, and he will go on rampages um, if he hears a really weird noise or something like that. Uh, but this is been such a cool species for me to be able to work with their tongue is two and a half foot long um they're one of the only animals that can defend themselves from a jaguar so he'll actually rear up and he can grab the inside of your leg and rip open your arteries what can you show your claws so right there yep that's how zookeepers have actually passed away but i actually have created quite a special bond with salvador um we've become quite buddies there's that tongue hi oh what deal you got that's gross yeah, kind of looks he like loves one. shoes. He looks like um, one I of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's really, really cool. Um, oh, this is so cool. He loves shoes. So he puts his tongue all the way down my boot and actually goes all the way to my toes because of that tongue. Wow. They eat so about, I, noticed, they, I, I noticed you haven't mentioned anything about lions or tigers. I have cougars. Cougars, like, okay. Uh-huh. So uh, we don't really take in lions and tigers. Um, my rule of thumb is that I won't take in anything that I can't properly provide for the best life possible. And I'm just not at this time that ought to take any of those in. So, and that so doesn't mean cougar, that in the future what, what, we can't. What would be a cougar, like a mountain lion? Cougar, puma, or mountain lion, all the same thing. And we have the ones that we have here. We have one that's 18 years old. We have and two that are 16 years old. So, so, so I mean, a mountain lion, those are pretty big. They are big. They're actually stronger than a lion or a tiger pound for pound because they have incidental strength. What? So we'll head I've over that way. That. I never knew that. Yeah, so they can actually take like a thousand pound elk and drag it up the hill because that's strength. There's nothing more powerful than that. I had my girls, which were Savannah and Sydney, they passed away a couple of years ago. They were about 16 years old. And um, they, they just, they would, when they pulled you into them, it was just the most amazing thing. I, we would go in and they snuggle you and love all over you and really remarkable creatures. So wow, okay, so I, I never, I've never, I never knew that. So could I? Are you? If, wow, so so a mountain lion can drag an elk up a tree, a, an elk up a hill, up a hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going in here right now. I got the door. There you go. And this, what are we about right to look at right now? This is boy and girl. So this is. Uh, our boy, our male cougar, and our female cougar, she is spayed, so no babies. They're just chilling. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Can you zoom in? Could you zoom in again? 
Yeah, zoom in on her. Oh, wow. How beautiful. Isn't she great? Yeah, how beautiful. So these are, so this is our old girl. So you brought up like health and safety things or health conditions. Believe it or not, our cougars actually do use litter boxes. So we go in there and we scoop their litter box every single day. So there's no worry. We dispose of all of our stuff. Um, properly. You you feel safe walking um, in there with them? I do. I do. I don't usually do it um, very often because these guys aren't too fond of people. <laughs> but my but my other two girls that I had, um, Savannah and Sydney, I worked very closely with. I actually raised those ones. So I worked exclusively with them. These guys don't know me as well. So it's a lot more cautious um, and they're very old too. So you don't take in bears. What about bears? No, this is about as big as we get right now. Um, if we were able to, you know, expand and go into a bigger facility, we could get set up for them. Um, I don't mind working with them. My, uh, my, one of my uh, colleagues here, one of my staff members, she actually trained with grizzly bears in college. Um, so that's one of her big passions. So if we were set up to take one correctly, we would if it needed help. Um, but we're not going to take it a bear unless it like would need a place to actually go. So how many how I many mean, people are offering you or, or or how many organizations are offering you animals? Like how many do you take in a month? How many do you take in a year? Like how does this even work? Like do you get calls every day for to to take in an animal? I get calls probably, at, I get at least two to three a week um, from either private owners or from a government authority. I got called to hopefully, they wanted me to fly down to Texas to do a wolf dog rescue of 80 wolf dogs, but we were going through all this litigation and we didn't even know if we'd still be in business. So I couldn't, I couldn't help with that. Um, I get at least a hundred phone calls a year for wolf dogs alone. Um, and then we just got a water monitor in, we've got an alligator in, we've got two ferrets in. Uh, so this year alone, we've taken in about 10 animals or so. Um, but you know, I would love to be able to help more. It's just, we're down to a staff of three. We were a staff of seven and now it's just three of us working six days a week, trying to keep up with everything. So you so, said, you said wolf dogs, those seem to be, are those, are those a, a, a pretty big problem? Do people buy these dogs and then don't want them anymore? Uh, you like, know, actually, why is, why are wolf dogs so prevalent? You know what? It's just the stereotype that we've put on them. You know, just like you see a lot of German shepherds and pit bulls and stuff in rescues when they're, they're fantastic, right? They're amazing creatures. And, um, it, what happens is people get something without doing their research and they go, this is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. I can't handle it. Or they'll, um, laws and regulations will actually change where they're living and they will be forced to get their animal, which is what happened to our bobcat. So they, he legally owned it. They came in, they changed the laws and regulations, and he was forced to get rid of it and bring it to our sanctuary. This is Maurice. He'll fly right towards you. Oh, it's a buzzard. Yep, a yellow-headed vulture. Vulture. Well, it's the same thing, right? Is it a buzzard, vulture, or am I completely off there? Somewhat. This He's a little bit different because this is actually one from South America. Um. So he's not native to this area. We usually see turkey vultures around here is the biggest thing that we see. Buzzards, um, there's a different category for them. Like we had an African auger buzzard, which is actually like the Seattle Seahawks mascot at one point. It looks more like a red-tailed hawk. So the reason the reason buzzards don't have uh, feathers on their head is so they could dig in and, and take the meat right inside the carcass? That's exactly right. Yeah, they, they do it so they can actually stay clean. 
because they can't clean their head well. And so that they're made to do that. These guys can eat anything disease, decaying, and be perfectly fine. They don't transmit it. They're like the janitors of the world. They're super important. Yeah, very important for the ecosystem. Yeah, extremely important. Um, but yeah, we we have a lot. We have a lot out here, a lot of different mouths to feed. We go through about 6,000 pounds of meat a month. We go through about 1,200 pounds of produce. And what does that have what does that cost you? What does that cost you a month? If you don't mind me asking. So we're no, not at all. We're fortunately one of our biggest sponsors, believe it or not, is Walmart. Walmart actually gives us all of their throwaway meat, so we can get anywhere from two thousand to six thousand pounds a month from Walmart's throwaway meat. So they do it to feeding America first, and then whatever they can't um, use, they give to us. So we spend about twenty thousand a year um, on on meat. So Twenty thousand right a year on meat. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and and this is also why donations are just so important, correct? This is yes, and the operations cost fifty thousand dollars a month to operate. That's for gas. That's for food. That's for water. It's for power. Um, it's for veterinarian needs. It's for all of that. Oh, that's so this beautiful. is Jinx. He's a bobcat. Wow. And this is that one I was telling you about that. He had a really fantastic owner, believe it or not, and they changed the laws and regulations where he resided, and he had to get rid of them or else they're going to come in and euthanize him. And he's just, just like a love that. bug. Just, just like that. Damn. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Which is what they tried doing to us in 2014, but we fall, fell under the exemptions because of what we do. So we were fortunate enough to be able to continue going. So right now you're in a legal battle with not the county, but your neighbors, correct? Yes, the county is just for us to get a permit to be able to do our main source of income, but the legal battle is with the neighbors. So the county, is it, are they making it really hard for you to get the permit? They have thus far. I'm on my second appeal. Um, they said they denied the first one because they said that they don't feel that we are actually a sanctuary. Well, this is so, proof right here. Um, what I'm looking at right now is a sanctuary. Anybody that, that takes their time out to care for animals and has a setup you have, that's a sanctuary. Yeah, and we've actually had other sanctuaries come here and be in support of our sanctuary. So we've had a couple cat sanctuaries come out, and they've actually donated. Uh, we had one lady come out on our tour, and she said, you guys are doing such a great do- job. And she donated $500 that day after the tour because, you know, so we they're claiming that we're not a sanctuary because our wolf dogs as the – the ones that we have here currently have not been rescued. They actually came in um, from the previous president. Um, but, you know, we're trying to change that. And technically, I take it that I saved them from the previous president, to be quite honest, which is my dad. So I lost a relationship with my dad to save these animals. And so we're, you know, we're working hard to, to change minds and let people know that this is what I do. This is how I function. And my priority is these animals. I love them. So much so that, like I said, I, I lost relationship with my dad. But this is a this is a full time. I'm sorry to hear that. But this is a full time job for you. This is what you do all day, every day, seven days a week. I work eighty hours a week. Yeah, right now. Wow. Ah, uh, um, and that's this a is, lot of this is huge. <laughs> yeah. This is such a man. I mean, really, this is something that's so close to my heart. That's why I really wanted to do this uh, interview with you. I'm so happy we're doing it now. Oh, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I, I just hope people can see it and see what I want to do and hear my plans and, 
allow me one day to maybe come virtually to their kids' school and educate their kids why animals are important, <laughs> which is my oh, ultimate so, goal. So are you looking to expand? I mean, I guess you can't do anything right now until this litigation is over, right? Correct. I, it has seized all of my grant opportunities. It has put such a damper on things. They've uh, said false things on the news. They've been posting false things on, um, uh, like, with other organizations that are anti-animal, like, advocate stuff. And so they've been trying to kind of put me through the ringer, but we're still here. So we go live almost every day on Facebook and TikTok, you know, and we try to show people what we do and why we do it and, you know, hopefully change that so they do understand what we do. Um, but we have a lot to take care of out here. So so this is a, this is a completely type of uh, a different type of operation than uh, the Tiger King. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I would have loved to have been able to go help uh, relocate all those animals. Uh, I'm expecting to see somebody that looks like that dude just walk by right now. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's so sad because it's like, because of that, it actually put a really bad look on sanctuaries. And we've really had to fight to come back from that. It's done a lot of damage. <laughs> this is one of my favorite animals in the entire world believe it or not not most people's favorite but he's not in there let me go here so they get fun stuff from our our people who watch us they send in stuff and toys and enrichment for our animals he's gonna be under here hi buddy is that a possum this is a possum it is why, why is he your favorite, One of my favorite I, I animals see- I, those are everywhere, aren't they? I mean, they're all over East Texas. I know that. Yeah, so because they're so misunderstood. Uh, that's why I love them. They have so much going for them, but they only live one to two years in the wild, three to four in captivity. They're the only marsupial in the United States, which means they have a pouch to carry their babies. Hold they on. That, that, that animal only lives two to four years, that's it, and dies? One to two in the wild, uh, three to four in captivity. Why do they have such uh, short lifespans? Science does not know. They've been studying it. They say they should live to about 15, but they don't do it. They don't carry rabies. Um, they can get it if something goes wrong, but one to two reported cases a year. They have 50 sharp teeth. They have their little feet are the cutest things you'll ever see here. They have opposable thumbs like you and I. Wow. So what do they usually die from? I mean, just, I mean, that's old age to them is four years old. Yeah. That's old age. The oldest living what? possum I've had out here is four and a half. How old is that so, one? This one is only, uh, he'll be two this year. He ain't got this much longer to go, buddy. He doesn't, and it's super sad, but they're so cool. They These are janitors. They go in through and they eat everything. They disease, decayed. They can be bit by a rattlesnake and be perfectly fine. They're fighters, and it's just like, they're so cool to me. They're just the most remarkable creature. Right? How, long does, how yeah. long does a raccoon live? They can live up to 15 in captivity, but usually in the wild about two to five Man, unforgiving. Look at those sharp nature, It is. Huh? Yeah, nature is hard. It's hard. I mean, you, know, you would think that little guy would live to be at least 15, 20 years, but no. Two to, wow, two to four years, that's it. That's incredible. Wow. I'm yeah, learning a lot here. These guys eat way better than we do. <laughs> so they before had, like, this, before this litigation 15. process, before this whole thing with the litigation, all that, you used to have, did you have to, did you used to have like schools come in with kids and you would show them around? Is that what would... No, we, so we did, uh, we signed up for Airbnb experiences and 
within two weeks, we went number one Seattle. Two months later, we were number one globally. And for the first time ever, our organization was debt-free after six months. Uh, we've always been about $100,000 in debt since the day that my dad started it. And um, Airbnb gave us our break. We had people coming from Singapore, Australia, all over the world to come to our experience. And uh, we had just 20 people a day, but two small groups of 10 that had an escorted tour through our facility. Uh, we brought in over like $1.5 million to our local businesses and hotels here. And all that's been taken away. And is that when so the it's been, it's been decided, pretty discouraging? And I, yeah. Is that when the neighbor decided to come after you? He came after me. Um, uh, we got shut down. Our last was in February, and then he came after in June, beginning beginning of July into June. He uh, served us with a nuisance lawsuit. He sounds like the Grinch. So, um, <laughs> but the county, act- yeah. <laughs> well, he also, you know. Unfortunately, he also started like a slanderous website against our organization in 2014. He put a picture of my 18-month-old son on it. Um, you know, there's been a lot of history there. And I think that he thought that this was the opportunity now that our revenue had, in my opinion, that had been taken away, um, that it was a way to finally get us gone. Um, but we offered to settle, but it was pretty much like, nope. No, he wants you out you of out, there. Kind he of wants thing. you gone. He's going so, to kill yeah, and you know he owns about a hundred acres above us or so, and has a really nice house up on the hill. And uh, you know, if he were to get our property, it would allow him to, you know, develop if that's the way he decided to go. So, oh, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. So yeah. where can what, so we did try your, moving though? We tried moving. What is your website, and where can people go to donate to you? So our website is becausewematter.org. We also have a business card um, that is linked to our, um, to our website that shows all the different ways people can help, whether it's following us on social media, whether it's sending in gifts and enrichment to our animals uh, donation, you can symbolically adopt an animal, um, which is fantastic. We've had some luck with that. We have a gift shop. um, So all that kind of stuff contributes and all the money that comes into our nonprofit all goes in. Why don't do you have a YouTube animals. channel? We do. We do. It's because we matter rescue. Because we matter rescue is your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Can you, can you send me that link to my text? Yeah, I can. Absolutely. Okay, so it's because we matter.org and they can donate there. Mm-hmm. And they can adopt an animal basically or or uh, symbolically own an animal. So they can either symbolically adopt which is monthly or they can just do a one-time or they, um, we are on Patreon where we do exclusive stuff for people. I have animals that nobody else sees but Patreon. Uh, so that's another way. That's a monthly contribution to anywhere from $5 to $250. Like our $250 tiers actually get artwork that we send them that the animals make kind of thing. So we have a lot of different ways for people to give to the organization. You know, I've seen elephants uh, paint. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, our wolf dogs paint. <laughs> re- what, what with their paws? They just put a paw print or what? No. So what they do is we actually line their main platforms with um, tempered paint, which is completely safe for them and paper. And they love the smell of it. So they'll actually roll in it and then they'll walk over the canvases and they'll roll on the canvases and they'll just create their own piece of artwork. Oh, so man. it's all on their terms. Yeah. We so have videos awesome. of it on our, on our stuff yeah 
Wow. Well, God, God bless you. And, and, and I really hope you guys get through this. I mean, I can't believe people, man. I just, it makes me sick that people are like that. I, I, I'm just so happy I was able to do this interview folks. It's because we matter because we matter.org and uh, go there, make a donation, adopt an animal, uh, really help uh, Ashley get back on her feet with this. This is a, a huge contribution to wildlife, to, 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 to the rescue. So I, I really appreciate you coming on, Ashley. This has been amazing. And man, I would love to adopt a wolf dog. I don't know what the, uh, ordinances are here but <laughs> I mean, how long do, how long do the wolf dogs live how long does their lifespan is it like a normal dog like 10 to 15 years i guess they can actually live up to 18 so the oldest living wolf dog has been 18 and a half so um they they can live a very long life and they're very different than like other dogs and it's just you know but if that's any any breed that you get they all have their special quirks how big so. do they get uh, my biggest wolf dog is Zeus. He's 135, but I would say that normal is about 65 to uh, about 100, 110. So like a large so, German Shepherd. Double the size of a German Shepherd, yeah. Wow. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on Eno's Corner. I'm going to put this up uh, today. I'm going to put this up tonight. So let me get <laughs> on it. I, I Please update me. I'd like to uh, know what's going on with your case, the litigation, the whole thing. Let's update my audience. I know they're going to want to see more of you. I want to see more of you. So, and I want to help out as much as I can. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate it. Every, every little bit helps. So we, we greatly appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Ashley. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye.